0: that's right you geeks welcome into the echo screen the official podcast of the clan of the gray wolf and only I should say five minutes late tonight um, usually we we are we, we really every time we get together don't we say we're, this is the show that we're gonna start on time
1: yeah I'm impressed that was all I I uh... <laughs> I, I was uh, ready to hit the, the button like a couple minutes beforehand. I'm like, oh, you know what? I didn't do. I didn't set up, you know, the camera so you could see you or the chat or anything like that. So no, minor things. But we people don't want to
0: see me; they just want to hear me, which is okay with me. So um, anyway, uh, welcome to the Echo Screen Live. We're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, nostalgia play for for some folks. Uh, that might have been with us for a long, long time today by revisiting a topic we did previously, uh, talking about gaming as an adult um, in the business. We call that
1: a nostalgia, a nostalgia wank.
0: Yeah, it is a nostalgia wank. I think that is the scientific, that is the proper and scientific term. Um, as always, I am your host, the Commodore, mm-hmm. and Rue is with us. Who is you know furiously working to make the stream. Stay up with yeah. uh, bubble gum and shoestrings,
1: yep, and it's we'll see if it holds tonight. <clears throat> we had some issues last week or two weeks ago, but uh right. it's because we were talking about a hot topic, and uh, tonight's hot. a little bit calmer, a little bit calmer, calmer, everyone just we're calm, calm your teats, just relax, it's all right, everybody just calm
0: down, <laughs> there's nothing to get excited about, um Yes. Yeah, so we are going to talk about gaming as an adult, which, as many of you will recall, was a topic that we had i think. Actually, was it the first thing we ever talked about on this, sh- I on this sh- it, I show? I think it
1: was that. Was, so that you, when you were when you are talking about this topic, I'm all Twitter paid to tear tonight. Uh, what, well, this is over five years ago when we first started the original Echo Screen podcast,
0: and yes. it wasn't live, non-live. And we yes.
1: recorded it and we sent it out, and we, we talked about gaming as an adult. And since then, over five years have passed. We've yes. got more family. We've got more mortgages. We've grown up. Right. How do we feel? How the heck do we in gaming? Definitely Um, more debt.
0: Yeah. Life has changed. Um, So we thought we thought it would be interesting to kind of revisit this topic. We promise this is not the beginning of the revisiting of revisiting of revisiting of topics. It might be uh, that. uh, Well, okay. Uh, I'll leave it. Let's let's just say we've left the door open. (laughs) But um, but it's certainly not going to be common practice. We just thought this would be a great time. Uh, to revisit a topic that probably has changed for both of us at least a little bit since we last spoke about it, and you know, our audience has changed a little bit too. So we'd like to hear what you guys have to say, which is what we do <laughs> here on the Echo Screen Live. For those of you that have never joined us before, or for those of you that have and want to review, we have three portions to the program. The first being the Tids and Bits, we call it the T and B.
1: Well, kind of like
0: the well, I call that. Yeah, but I you know I I think it's a good name. <laughs> um it, it's referential. Um, A little it's, titillating. A little titillating. People might call it the news and notes. We just talk about things that we think you guys should know about. Put our little spin on things. And I promise there will be no talk about the NFL nor Adrian Peterson tonight if you're trying to escape that kind of conversation. Ooh. We won't have it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I just won't say anything. No, don't talk about it. Nope. Nope. We're not going to talk about that.
0: Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have the T&B. Then we will get to the topic du jour, which is the topic of the day. You have now been educated as to what that is. Um, And then we have the third portion of the program.
1: Where I I don't mute my phone.
0: Where you don't mute mute your phone, even though I tell you to mute it every Every, single show, since the first show, since the first program. (laughs) Um, Anyway, and then we'll get to to the third portion of the program, which is the question and answer portion of the program. Um, Now, you know, that is a part of the program where we will actually answer your question, if it's good enough, and if I like it. We'll answer it live on the air. So,
1: and, and, and Sonic um, Rose has a lovely question, and I'm going to ignore that the fact that Pine Life just answered it. How do people send us questions for tonight?
0: Yes, all you have to do is tweet me at it's the Commodore, and send your question there. If I like it, and we'll assemble all of them during the port during the program. We'll ask them and potentially answer them on the question and answer portion of the program. Oh. By the way, what do the questions have to be about? Do not have to be about the topic du jour. Don't have to be about the tits and bits. Don't even have to be about what other people's Q&A was about. It could be about anything you want. Literally. Anything you want.
1: Yeah, you we'll can talk, talk about, us about how babies are made.
0: Do we sound desperate yet? <laughs> <laughs> anything you want. Literally. Whatever you're looking to talk about, we will talk about it. Um, it's it's a momentous occasion because we, we are, you know, it, it's good for us to talk for a second about the fact that we are actually a legitimate podcast. Yeah. So... Maybe you would like to help people understand what that means, Rue. Can you talk about what it means that we're now a legitimated podcast it, since people you know, might it, not understand?
1: It means that you don't have to necessarily be here on, on the Clan of the Gray Wolf YouTube account uh, on Wednesdays, every first and third Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time to, to join us or to watch yes. us later on YouTube. You can also download us via iTunes, uh, Stitcher. And also uh, pretty much any Android podcatching app of your choice. Just search for Echo Screen Live and you'll find that's us. Right. There's not that many, honest to God. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, if you enjoy the show tonight, maybe leave a nice review, especially on the iTunes, because I guess that's really the only place that such things matter. So yes. helps the visibility and we love you guys for it.
0: And, and if you, you don't like the show,
1: you can just shut then up.
0: Then go go tweet nasty things to uh, NFL players. OK, yes. All right. So, uh, <laughs> is that good enough? Well, with that in mind,
1: that's a good setup. Okay.
0: Yeah. With that in mind, let's uh, let's get to some of the news and notes, otherwise known on this very program as the Tids and Bits. Um, folks, we, uh, we we have a a very uh, a very life altering, life changing set of experiences to share with you tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually even we even teased something that I thought we were going to make happen, which was a guest a special guest appearance mm-hmm. this evening
1: first time ever
0: we failed we failed and ran short of the latter but here is we the failed. news about the former right Well. right I know uh, it's it's really more about me um, anyway so one of the reasons why we we decided to revisit this topic is because life has changed a lot and uh, life has changed a lot for me specifically in the last week because thank God there wasn't a show last week because last week at this time, I was celebrating the birth of my very first child. And you can see her beautifully cute footprints right here. Her name is Arya. Um, <laughs> she is a little princess. Uh, we don't have a, um, uh, a new Clan of the Grey Wolf nickname for her. If any of you want to see what she looks like, uh, there is an adorable picture right there. Um,
1: just nibbling just, on something.
0: Yeah, just uh, just getting the old... That, I think that would have been one of her first cracks at uh, at a pacifier there. There you go. Anyway, I mean, you got to learn these things. You don't remember that, but you have to learn these things. Um, but yes, so there is a new Little Commodore at... Yep. Uh, so if any of you want to help us with a nickname for her, that would be pretty cool.
1: My vote but, is for Little Commie or Yeltsin.
0: Which doubly
1: doesn't make sense. <laughs> because Yeltsin wasn't a communist.
0: Because Yeltsin wasn't a communist, but... Uh, if you have a better name than that and Why you have that's... a suggestion for me, tweet that at me, too. Why not? I mean, maybe we'll assemble some nicknames, some, uh, you know, Clan of the Grey Wolf style kind of nicknames for the end of the program. But, uh, but anyway, so those of you that have emailed me and have not received a response recently, those of you that have been waiting eagerly for the next installment of the Weekly Ringer, um, I actually legitimately have a good excuse now. It's because I haven't slept in days. It's
1: much better than my excuses
0: yes my cats and kept, uh... uh yeah exactly the cats can't. and <laughs> i mean really we were talking about this before like would the you know obviously aria my little girl would have no idea what i'm doing right now because she can barely see shapes
1: yep.
0: but the cats on your end like they just think that you get in front of the screen every every couple wednesdays a month and just talk to the screen right
1: <laughs> yes you know what though no one cares about your dang kid let's get to the news <laughs> Yeah, no one cares about my dang kid. Anyway, thank you for the
0: uh, congratulations, folks. Um, I love Let's the move on. To, yeah, anyway. let's move. Let's. No one cares about your dang kids. All right. All right. So let's move on to some other news. There was a lot of news this week, and in I know you. Weeks. In the past couple weeks, yes, yes. I know you wanted to talk about one. I'll let you set that one up.
1: Which one am I talking about? Am I talking about the uh, Apple version?
0: Yeah, let's do that
1: one. All right. So uh, yeah, Apple had their. Um, uh, re- big reveal show, I believe, last week uh, for the iPhone 6 and also the the iWatch, which is not called the iWatch. It's just called the Apple Watch. And I love how um... Uh, ah, crap. Um, not Nathan Grayson. My my <laughs> my brain is failing. Jason Schreier uh, from Kotaku <laughs> tweeted that
0: uh, You went from very bad to very good there.
1: I did. But um... <clears throat> Uh, I love how he tweeted us. Like these Apple press conferences make uh, E3 look like the White House press corps, um, but because it, it's just ridiculousness. But anyway, there was all sorts of you know they showed off the iPhone six uh, and the iPhone six uh, plus plus, which is basically it's basically like uh, a Samsung Note, you know, right. really almost it's, literally it's, the same size. It's the
0: Apple Galaxy Note.
1: Y- yes, the yeah. the long awaited version with and, with the
0: same technology that that was in the Note two years ago.
1: Exactly. And and size. So that's fine. But what I want to talk about is the uh, the Apple Watch. Yes, putting up a picture right here. I um, okay. So I'm not the biggest fan of Apple in the first place, but I'm kind of unimpressed uh, with the design. I thought Apple was known for really sexy designs and this, that, and the other. And um, yeah, kind of looks like a Samsung Gear uh, watch, basically, to yeah. me. Uh, you know, it's kind of generic it, and square. Yeah, it's like w- really. I mean. Uh, Oof! This this is the kind of stuff that leads me to believe that um, Apple's not at the forefront anymore. They're not innovating as much. They're trying to play a little bit of catch up. Uh, I'm you know you could say I'm full of crap on that. Yeah, maybe. But um, you know I got to see a Moto uh, 360 watch uh, over the weekend recently, and I mean say what you will about the battery life, etc. cetera. All of these first gen watches are going to be not great in the tech department as they figure things out, but. It looks really good. It, I mean, for, for, for a smart watch, it looks really good. It looks about the exact same size as my regular watch. Uh, it's something that I could wear out in public and not feel like a giant tool. Uh, right. You know, like I was saying before, we, le- we both kind of love um, Silicon Valley, the new HBO show that kind of pokes fun at Silicon Valley. And, Which is awesome. Um, there's this this character, that, like the, the, tall, the tall guy who basically is the only guy who knows business in the group. And he's I always find it funny because he's wearing a Samsung gear. You know, and it's it just like, it's very, it's like a small uh, note, you know, just like a, a nice little touch that just shows like these, you know, kind of douchey uh, Silicon Valley types and right.
0: just uh, buying stuff for buying, just to, for ha- to have a gadget
1: buying. for the sake of having it and to, yeah. to maybe look good or, or, or kind of stick out, you know, not necessarily look good, just kind of stick out. Anyway, I, I was a little, uh, not impressed there. That, that, that's my big takeaway from the whole Apple event, so.
0: Yeah, and it looks like I mean they're under they're under delivering from some of the earlier earlier promises they made, uh, like a lot of the health implications of apps they were trying to develop. It seems like uh, at this point there were a lot more promises made about how th- they were going to be health links and health related apps. And due to unreliability issues, they've been unable to to kind of deliver on those and are kind of stepping back with it. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm we've we had a whole show about wearables. I'm sure, um, I'm
1: sure it'll sell fine. You know, I'm not worried about that.
0: Sure, it'll sell fine because there are plenty of people out there that will buy anything that has an Apple logo on it, and God bless them. But uh, <laughs> I I think that at the end of the day, this this one's not for me. I, I'm not sure yet about the synergy between this and and other phones, for example. You know, w- you know, would, wouldn't it be nice if... I mean, like, for example, you buy a, a, an Android wearables watch, foreseeably it's going to be compatible with any Android phone you could conceivably want to pair it with. Right. It'd be it the same brand or not. Um, I have a funny feeling the, the Apple Watch uh, wants to do none uh, of the sort and only wants to talk to uh, iPhones. Oh, and right. only iPhones of a certain ilk would be my guess, as probably five and newer. Always limiting... Very classic Apple, and uh, I, I'm I'm not all that impressed either. So we'll see how that comes out. You know what I want to do though? I want to see. I want to. When I will buy a smartwatch? These are not really smartwatches. I can't say that. When I will buy an, a, a wearable? Okay, is when I am out in the in the bright sunlight, and I look at my wrist, and I don't have to like squint or get this close to see what it's actually saying. Yes. If it can do that, I'll do it. But so far, I haven't seen a single real phone outside of like e-ink displays and stuff.
1: Yes, like like the Pebble. that can really do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, wait, is the Pebble e-ink? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pebble is e-ink. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what the funny thing is about the Pebble? Everyone I know who is, uh, has one really, really loves it. Yes. So I mean, it might be low, kind of relatively low tech and everything, but it works. I guess for for a lot of people.
0: That uh, you know what I, I think? Yeah. I mean, I. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I could see that. I, I, you know, I'm I'm just not whole. I'm not. I'm not. There's a new Pebble coming out. Yep. That I think could sell me on the Pebble. Now the original Pebble kind of looks a little outdated, right? Um, but then again, maybe that's just for the Silicon Valley kind of folks. Yep. Among us.
1: But uh, um, so in the end, neither of us are getting an, an Apple Watch. Uh-huh. Nor
0: nor an, an iPhone six of any ilk. Um, I'll tell you though, I am seriously considering the larger form factor for the next phone, which could ostensibly replace both the phone and the tablet. You
1: should. Note um, four. You know the
0: note the note four is certainly one option. There's it looks to be there looks to be plenty of options now, which is cool.
1: Yes, that's true. It's good. The, the phablet is, has not gone away, which, I no. love, which I'm very glad for because I enjoy the large phones. So.
0: I, I think the phablet is here to stay. and It's, I, it's great think,
1: for me to overcompensate with.
0: And I think with all the different devices coming out, I think the tablet is kind of hitting its peak. I could see that mm-hmm. reaching saturation to a point where now with these other devices, you, you find that a phone will always have its place. Um, watches have their place. Mm-hmm right? PCs have their place. And tablets kind of sit as a little, little bit of an outlier right now. So, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to predict the future here, but I could see, out of all those form factors, I could see the tablet being the one that goes away and the tablet being here to stay. Huh. Um, we have another yeah, another, another piece of news we need to talk about, which is uh, pretty seismic, Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Uh, those of you that are friends of the program uh, might know that Rue and I are both big Fans um, and patrons of the game Minecraft by Notch and his company Mojang. This week, actually, what two days ago, What's Microsoft Microsoft purchased Mojang for two point five billion dollars,
1: which is a nice sum of money. That's like uh, one and a half, or two and a half WhatsApps.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's pretty good considering they have like that. 100 employees it's two and a half like
1: it's two and a half twitches at least
0: yeah two two it's at least two and a half twitches and um and you know for really only one product that's of runaway success at this point that's pretty damn good right so uh so what do you think what do you think about mojang being purchased by microsoft
1: this is definitely a good move for notch uh i i think um there's a good uh a good article by Chris Kohler uh, yesterday in Wired about how uh, we've kind of hit peak Minecraft. Um, yeah. There's only, I mean, it's made great inroads into not only console, you know, PC, of course, but consoles and, and mobile gaming. You know, yep. you, it is amazing the amount of kids you see around, walking around with tablets playing Minecraft, which, which is great. It's awesome. I love it. You know, yeah. it, it's it's Legos for the digital age. But, right. um yeah, there's not a lot m- more saturation that can go with the game itself. Uh, yes, and not a lot for. I mean, Notch has been kind of hands off with the company anyway. Uh, the past few months, I was about or, to say. Sorry, I think years, he just shows actually.
0: up to collect his checks. I'm not sure he does much more yeah. than that. Yeah,
1: and, and really. I think he owns something like 70% of Mojang, so he's walking away with about 70% of 2.5 billion dollars. Uh, not bad, you know. And now he can go off. And as he said, you know, he's as soon as this is this deal is done. Basically the people in charge of the company now are, are, are heading out. They're going to go do their own yeah. thing. And right. I think that's all notch really wants to do. He doesn't want to be the next no. uh, Zuckerberg. He doesn't want to be, you know, uh, head of a large, you know, uh, company that's trying to, pump out the next big thing he just wants to kind of doodle around and be have fun and make games that he thinks are interesting he specifically said if he comes across something that he thinks is going to be the next big thing he's going to drop it immediately Um, right which is kind of yeah it's kind of like one of those things like you know there's there's thousands of game developers that would love to be in his position where you know the poor little rich girl basically but um right right and i think at the end of the day you can see his point
0: there are so many starving artists. I mean, this this happens in every industry. Um, there's really no, you know, uh, no medium that this is limited to. Okay, it happens everywhere. You have folks that really are trying to make their name, and then you have people that get their wish, become huge, and then you know become resentful and hate their lives as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Notch is resentful or hates his life, but I no. let's say that he certainly was not expecting Minecraft to be this big. He certainly wasn't expecting to make seventy percent of two point five billion dollars. <laughs> um, I think he was just a guy that had a cool idea, uh, had several cool ideas. This was one of them, and uh, just so happened to to hit some hit a hit a marketplace at the right place in the right time.
1: What do you think about? Is Microsoft making out well at all in this? I mean, Mojang as a company has tried to make a few other games since Minecraft hit it big. None yeah. of them, none of them have worked. Uh, as I, in, you know, I
0: think I think it's a, a great thing for Microsoft because I think Microsoft can bring if if I'm thinking the way they're thinking, what what I would me looking at as a company like Mojang says these are people with great vision and no capability to deliver, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what they've delivered onto this point is kind of a singular concept, and then the infrastructure to be able to power that, which is in Amazon web services, and I'm sure that's going to change now because, as we all know, uh, you know um, Microsoft' can get all along all that well with Amazon, so I'm sure that will change but um, but in any case, I think if they see it that way, then what what Microsoft is probably thinking is. We can take their great ideas and we can put execution to them we can execute these kinds of concepts better than they could have executed them with more people Mm -hmm. um with better traction and with better marketplaces to sell them
1: but do you think this is a another case of when they bought rare Mm. and uh it you know they (laughs) nintendo definitely got uh away from that relationship at the right time uh mostly because the people who founded rare went off to do other things, you know, they that's made, right. like Free Radical and, and right. uh, stuff like that. And this is a similar situation here with the people from Mojang leaving. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I see that I see there's potential in, in ways that I have no clue. Um,
0: you know, I, I don't know how Minecraft is going to be affected either. And that's really the only way this affects me at the moment. And obviously with the new edition, maybe not so much. But which is what we're going to talk about at the topic is sure, But um, you know, Minecraft to me has already hit a a point where it's almost less fun because there's so much stuff in it now. Um, you know, maybe I'm the only person that feels this way, but you know, I, I didn't need all this other stuff, right? I mean, I have kind of the uh, the world as it is out there. I don't really need it inside a uh, you know a shoebox or whatever you want a sandbox, right? It's kind of, you know, Minecraft was was just a a pretty simple concept, and I think a lot of us liked it that way. And now it's kind of not. So I don't know if Microsoft's going to mess with that. I don't know if Microsoft's going to try to monetize that in a different way. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so you, if you have a particular opinion, you can ask us a question. Uh, all you have to do is tweet me at it's the commodore during the show, and I'll answer yep. some of your questions about Minecraft or anything else.
1: The uh, the parting thought I want to give to that whole Minecraft uh, discussion is uh, <clears throat> food for thought. I'm sure most of you already know this, but it's nice to be reminded. Uh, so, Minecraft was bought, or Mojang was bought for uh, 2.5 billion. Uh, Disney paid four billion for Lucasfilm and yes. all of the associated properties. So, yes. all of Star Wars. Yes. And all the Lucas Arts, um, or or uh, you know Lucasfilm games uh right. collection four and, billion, four and everything that it
0: encompasses. All of the rights, yep. all of the merchandise, all the, to- the everything. merchandising. 4 billion. Yeah, the merchandising. And they paid the same beats.
1: they paid the same for Marvel. So yeah. Kind of amazing to think that in today's day and age, you know a a tiny independent company from Scandinavia can uh, sell for a a somewhat uh, comparable yeah. amount of money as Star Wars anyway right crazy. as a hundred
0: employees and uh, with most of their major leadership moving on.
1: Yep. I don't know it's
0: going to be very interesting to see how this that this happens, but um, you know, good for a notch. Yep. All right, moving right along. We're only what halfway through the program and it's time to move on to the second third of the program, which is the topic du jour. Mm. So, yes, you will have that uh, <laughs> and, and, we, and I will feed it to you Ooh. So, uh, in case you missed the top of the program We, this was the very first topic We discussed on the Echo screen Notice I didn't say the Echo screen live Because the show wasn't live at that point. point Five years ago Five years ago, which is crazy Because I guess it, it does kind of feel like five years ago Does
1: it feel like five years ago to you? Feels like a long time ago
0: Feels like a long time ago. Anyway, um, yeah, so we are, we wanted to revisit this topic, especially in lieu of, well, you know, um, we, we wanted to see how can, how does, how can you game as an adult? Is, the, is it possible to be a, a, an adult gamer? Um, you know, what kind of consolations have to be made? What kind of things do you have to do? And we wanted to revisit this five years on
1: hmm. See how things see, have changed.
0: See if things have changed.
1: Right. So have they changed for you? How yeah, if, if, if you if you, you you still play video games? Yeah. You, you have a house and a mortgage mm-hmm. and a new baby. Mm-hmm. How are you finding time to play video games?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, right now it is kind of on the go or nothing. Um, it's, you know, here. So you're playing it's, Angry Birds all the time is what you're saying. You know, I have Angry Birds, and I, 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 you know, but I'm slow on the Angry Birds thing. I, I'm still playing Angry Birds Star Wars, and it's incredibly fun and very deep. But I'm kind of a perfectionist, so I never move on until I get three stars, and that gets really boring after a while. So I just moved on. But anyway, that is yes. The answer is yes. I do that kind of stuff. Um, I found I recently found a pretty cool RPG on um, Google Play uh, called Honor Bound. Mm-hmm. which is cool. The issue is, you know, the games are all limited because they're on these, you know, platforms, and you don't get the full experience. So even if it's great, it's not, you don't get the great experience. So when you do that, you know, you can play like a little bit, and then you can play, you know, then you have to put it away and then come back to it, and that's fine with me. I can, I can walk away and come back. Am I going to sit down and plow through the next Final Fantasy?
1: Absolutely not. And so funny you say that because I think I've discussed before that I, at least growing up, my favorite genre was RPGs. You know, the yes. JRPGs specifically. Right. You know, the classic, melodramatic, the, the, the kind of game where, you know, growing up, if something was thought to be less than 70 hours, you thought you were getting gypped. Um, yes. That kind of thing. Yes, and now I've, I recently started Xenoblade Chronicles a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that is at minimum seventy hours. And I yeah. I look at that now, I'm like, oh god, no! I should seventy start, hours, yeah, exactly. I shouldn't even start this. But uh, spend two work weeks on it. Yeah, exactly. And and when it comes down to that, you you actually, for me, you just need to block out the time. You know, you come home from work, or I come home from work. Yeah. And I am exhausted, <laughs> you right. know, I, yeah. and I don't even have a baby in the house to worry about. Yes. Well, except the cats meowing at me as soon as I walk in the door for food. Right. But um, they don't get No. You know, so I, I get home and I make some dinner or whatever. And I have to say to myself, OK, I just need to block out an, uh, two hours or whatever, because you you don't you can't just pick up and play and then put down an RPG, a classic JRPG in five for five minutes. Really? Yes. Um, yes. Even if it's on mobile. Yes. Or, or and there are, you know, Dragon Quest was just released on mobile recently, so that that that's something you actually have to work on if you want to play that type of game. You need to block out the time, and you need to. It, it's kind of like how you read a good book, you right. know. People read books, and you you want to block out a good amount of time to get into it and kind of get immersed in that world. And it's very similar with uh, JRPGs, RPGs in general. Uh, the same could be said for Skyrim or, or something like that.
0: Yeah, so everybody, I guess what you're saying is everybody has their hobbies and, <coughs> you know, everybody also has their lives. Uh-huh. And as things have kind of changed and we've had more responsibilities and I, I love what Vulcan Assassin just said in, in the chat, you know, an, an adult gamer's a person who used to game a ton and still loves games but only gets to play them when they aren't busy being put down by the man <laughs> or being responsible, uh, I'll say otherwise. So, yeah, I, I agree with that and I think... Um, you know, you you we all have hobbies. We all have to make time for those hobbies. If we just sit around all day and then you know go back to working for the man or being responsible, you never get anything done.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. So, so you know, and and yeah, so you, you have two you have two sides right there. You were talking about the the need to play mobile gaming uh, because yes. it's it's so freaking easy. You always have your phone on you, right? Uh, so if you're on the train or whatever or you know in the bathroom at work and you have five minutes you can just blast out some angry words and blast out some other stuff and then you know get back to work Uh, that's right that does it less for me uh i do have games on my phone but i'm not terribly thrilled with any of them really casual yeah you know yeah i'd rather i'd rather play something like xenoblade chronicles and actually get into that um so that's my suggestion for for gaming at home at least um. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think that's probably true. Making time is, is certainly a big piece of it. I, I think there is also the element of, mm. you know, just the fact that there are so many things to balance that it's sometimes you have to kind of combine things together, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the reason mobile gaming happens to be pretty attractive to me is because, you know, even if I'm, you know, if I'm working at home or whatever and I just take a little lunch break, It's much easier for me to, like, just, you know, keep everything up and running and just kind of pop out the tablet and play for a little while while I'm eating lunch or whatever, rather than go in front of a TV and boot it up and, you know, kind of play through an hour's worth of an RPG.
1: Yeah. or Um, or, Just easier. Yeah. And I think it's necessary for, uh, you know, that's easier to do if you're single, of course, but if you have a family, have a kid. It's yes. important to have your significant other, I think, realize yes. that this is not just a silly game. Yes, that is wasting time. It is. Yes. it is your downtime.
0: Keep, 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 keep saying this now because I'm going to have to record this. So <laughs> go ahead, keep
1: going. It's your downtime. It's what keeps you sane. Everyone needs something to kind of recharge their batteries. You know, beyond sleep. Um, and so it's helpful to. <laughs> do you need me to record this? Wait, well, yeah, it's no, being it's recorded. Good, um, good. Go ahead, yep. But you you need your significant other to realize that and kind of be like okay well you know what I, as long as you're not like doing it six hours a day every day and ignoring your yes. responsibilities but every right. once in a while just be like hey look honey I I just I'm gonna go play this game for a little bit because you take care of the the kid and then right. vice versa you know right. she can go off and do her thing every once in a while and and you take up someone call that parenting <laughs> yeah but, I, I you agree
0: know, you know everybody has to have the things I mean. One of the things that I read in preparation for the, uh, the little girl was the New Dad Survival Guide. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it talks about is exactly what you just talked about, which is that everybody kind of has to have their own outlets and their exits um, to burn off steam, to, you know, to, to do whatever it is makes them kind of come back to reality so that they're ready to be good parents, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And whatever that might be, you have to be able to make time to do that. And uh, I agree. As long as gaming is appreciated, you know, just like reading a book, just like going out to exercise, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a lot of things that I do here, like take care of the yard. You know, uh, I have to do that. I I have to do it. And if I don't do it, no one will. So, you know, uh, as long as as long as you have an appreciation for that, you can you can make that happen. Yes, um, I've heard a lot, a lot of people have tweeted uh, not tweeted, but a lot of people have asked in the program re- uh, previously, over the last five years one of the big questions that comes up during the question and answer portion of the program are folks that are asking listen, my, my significant other isn't really into gaming what am I going to do? how am I going to make this work? Um, there's no great answer to that, right? everyone's different and everybody, everybody seems to flock to people and become involved in relationships with people that have similar hobbies, similar interests as them. It's a natural thing. But you know, you and I both happen to be in relationships, mm-hmm. where the other person isn't really all that interested in gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it, but it's still appreciated, uh, or at least uh, to a certain extent, you know, tolerated, let's say. Is tolerated a better word?
1: Yes. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's it's still tolerated by the other person. And that's that goes a long way. So, you know, uh, there's there's got to be something like that going on, too. Now, do I think, I mean, we've talked a lot so far about video gaming, which is one kind of totem in mm-hmm. this. But there's a lot of other forms of, of games. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, what, what do we think about adult gaming for those kinds of
1: things? Well, you know, if you get the uh the whips and the chain oh not that kind of adult gaming um (laughs) yeah no actually i i very (laughs) see you should be proud of me because i resisted the urge the urge to make tonight's topic adult games or yeah. adult gaming, I should say. Adult
0: adult gaming, <laughs> and we would have we would have the biggest audience we could ever possibly imagine yep. for like five minutes, put, and then everybody would get really. really like, put really up
1: a put up a misleading thumbnail of some girl in a bikini, and uh, we would get all the hits on YouTube. Yeah, but anyway, great. um, no, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so yeah, so other than I, video games, okay. So a lot of people are into uh, board gaming or perhaps uh, tabletop gaming, like uh, Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Uh, uh or even war gaming like Warhammer, uh forty K. So that is a little more difficult to get uh, a hold of because uh it by definition requires other people. You know, it's not yes. it's not plopping in front of the couch and playing some Mario Kart or, or, or playing online even. Right. Uh, which is another thing that's very Mario good Kart. to do. That's Mario true.
0: Kart Mario Kart does make itself very available for the same kind of gaming that you get out of the um out of the mobile platform, you can just jump right in, play a game, jump right out. It's great.
1: Yes, but yeah, um, you know, growing up, you you leave the confines of uh, high school or college or whatever, where you are just surrounded by people who are like you, you're like your same age and stuff, and it's just easy to make friends. Relatively, uh, yeah. when you grow up and you're living in a house and you just go to work in your house, and that's most that you know, that's like two thirds of your day. Right. What do you do to meet other people? Uh, who uh, I mean, let's face it in america at least uh the percentage of people who play board games is not high um but uh bring it up at work honest to god uh you would be surprised how many people have played settlers of Catan. yes in you know in the general public they sell it at you know freaking walmart i think yeah it's Um,
0: it's a a target it's a walmart it's it's out there
1: yeah and that i for for years that's been the gateway drug to more advanced board games you know and now there are
0: there there are games like power grid at target
1: ah which Um, is awesome i love power Grid; it's one of my favorites but that's important you know that's that's your that's your in you know maybe if you're just talking to someone at work or something like that bring up like Oh yeah, the the inevitable what did you do this weekend like you can be like oh well you know i got together some people and played some some games have you ever played or something like that i can't tell you how many times this happened to me at work and they're like uh they're usually saying oh yeah yeah i played that that's good it's like hey well we should uh block out a night you know just invite some co-workers over and we can play some games or something it's as easy as that frankly you know um and then, then you can kind of ease them into some higher level stuff like power grid, and eventually you're playing, you know, Battlestar Galactica, Galactica or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, you know, seriously, I can't even tell you how many times I've done that. And um, yeah, I, yeah, and I think you've, you've done that there,
0: too. I have, I have, I've, I've done that too. There are also local gaming groups. You know, a great place to meet people to play games are at game stores, and. Yes. I don't. I don't know what the deal is, but from where I moved from to where I moved uh, very recently into the new house, this new location, there is a there is a, a large number, seems to be a, a strangely large number, of game stores around here. Um, so there are all kinds of places where you know, literally, you just walk right up off the curb and people are playing in magic tournaments. Um, so. You know, there's, there are places to go to meet, and usually they have little signups where you can join a, uh, an email group or, or what have you. It talks about some of the events that go on. And, you know, if, if you need to get away, which we all do every once in a while, mm-hmm. um, need a little break, need a little time out from adult life or from the responsibilities <laughs> therein, it um, can be good to run away every once in a while and, and talk to folks inside of a gaming group if you're not going to do some of the things like you just suggested. Where you you know invite people at work or if you're un- uncomfortable doing so mm-hmm.
1: uh as as chris in the uh, chat says <clears throat> you know katan with coworkers is all fun and games until they start trading stone for sexual favors i can't tell you right. how many times that's happened too but uh all the time uh and uh, it already kind of fell off the chat but someone was mentioning before about how people still play magic it's kind of astounding how many people our age played magic in yes. high school, and they're at least passingly familiar with the game. It know? is,
0: and you know what else is cool? If if you, you and I go to to conventions, and and mm-hmm. anybody that goes to conventions knows what I'm talking about. You can find people that are magic card dealers. That's what they do, mm. and they sell these boxes for like a thousand cards. You can get it for ten bucks, fifteen bucks.
1: Yeah, it's like and mostly common some uncommons.
0: You could build like three decks out of that and just play simple magic, right? Uh, it's got some rares in it too, so you're never always completely shut out. But what I find is that if you come into somebody like that from the 90s or whatever that used to play Magic, the best way to kind of rope them in is to say, hey, why don't we get one of these boxes and we'll just play some crappy decks and you know remember what it was like to play magic. Mm-hmm. That is more fun to me than you know doing what we used to do when we were into it, you know, where we'd go out and buy freaking. You know booster cards, and we get you know rares, and uncom- we count all of our rares and commons. We'd see what the value was, and all that BS.
1: Uh, Who op- cares? Op- open up Scry and see, uh, how right? Much you have to. So you can sell them for. Yeah, that's right. Um, we have yeah. on, on a tangent. Uh, you did mention um, uh, crap. You mentioned conventions. Yes, there are more conventions, gaming nerd-related conventions now. You know, uh, I, I'm pulling this statistic out of my butt, but I'm going to say there's more now than ever. They're just yeah. popping up all over the place because it's I relatively know. easy to organize on the internet. There's,
0: there's a Comic Con like 15 miles from here this weekend, and they're going to have five, five, um, char- five actual character actors from Game of Thrones are going to be there. There you go. Cereal Pharrell is teaching water dancing classes. I'm not making that up. <laughs> I'm not making that up.
1: That is awesome. So you know what I'm saying like
0: like and and I don't exactly live in the city so so you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more um, these things are out there,, yep. and uh, that probably makes it a little bit easier to be an adult gamer as
1: it were oh I think it's easier now to do this stuff than it has ever been, uh, but seriously, go to even a moderately sized convention, and you will always find people who are playing some game, you know, Uh, go to PAX East. One of the things we found that we like best about going to PAX East is going to the uh, board game checkout area where there's yep. just a ton of board games and you can just be like never played this before let's try it and you give them your driver's license and you go play it for an, for however long you want it's yes. it's amazing and you can just find random people and play with them and because that's whatever that's what everyone is there to do is play some games it's yes. it's ridiculously easy uh gen con mag con bravo sure. you know there's sure. always people looking to play games and that includes video games too you know i played a lot of uh smash brothers this past weekend uh at magfest 8.5 which was not a large convention no. but they had the game set up and there's always people always people willing to play some form of smash brothers um, you know it's, it's that's a great experience
0: it, it, it just getting people around that have the same kind of interest always results in these kinds of things where everybody kind of goes hey you know my pokemans let me show you them right oh, yeah. um so, you know, it, it, that's not difficult. I think Annatory Lizard brought up another cool thing, which is the idea of meetup.com, which is a place where you can mm-hmm. meet people that have the same kind of interests you do. It's also a good, great place to find a gaming group. So, there's all kinds of things out there like this. but Or, hell, Craigslist. You know, Craigslist, absolutely. Yeah, It's, it's L- the personal Looking personals.
1: for a game. Yeah, yeah that's... A, or, or, Reddit. You know what? This yeah, is Reddit. something I found out recently, you know, in my local area. I haven't actually wound up uh, meeting up with these people. I'm pardon me but if you um just kind of search reddit for like if you live in saskatchewan whatever like saskatchewan is that a city or a or a province
0: it's a province okay uh
1: seattle if you're in seattle i'm sure i'm sure if you went to google and searched reddit seattle gaming group or something like that you will find a subreddit of people who are you know setting up games looking setting up game nights looking for people etc uh you know that that you could join, certainly try that out. Uh, there, there there's so many ways to find people who are who are in the same boat as you if you're looking for someone to play with.
0: That's right, and and,
1: and I think not in that part way. Of this,
0: yeah, no, no, no. Well, part of this is in yeah, I mean Craigslist, but yeah, I mean there's there's always the connections there. But I no, I think you know the, the point is you're, you're trying to find people that have the same same interests as you, but probably also have a lot of the same barriers that you do. Mm-hmm in terms of actually geeking out and playing some of this stuff. Um, and there are ways to combine that. You know, It's, it's a pretty well-known fact for folks that, that follow the show. Really, the reason that we're here, it, to, to a certain extent, is because I was at a Halloween party one time, <laughs> and uh, we all started talking about gaming, and I jokingly said something about Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. And um, and all of a sudden they go. Did you say Dungeons and Dragons? Well, we love Dungeons and Dragons. And and next thing you know, we had a f- you you were in there. I brought you in, and we had a full blown gaming group for like uh, four going.
1: straight years, almost yeah. every week. It was amazing. And I still don't know how. So we did it. yeah, so
0: it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're just trying to get connected to the right people. Yes. And once you once you find a way to do that, it's great. But we combine those things too because you know these folks had kids. You know uh you know th- there were there were always kind of hurdles to getting together mm-hmm. um but you know we found a way to make it work and and the 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 kids had a good time we all kind of became closer it was it was really a uh, kind of a community event and that's what I think we should be talking about are community kinds of events around these things that's what makes gaming as an adult possible
1: and they're everywhere you just gotta look for them um people were mentioning be careful on Craigslist. Obviously, there's yeah, uh, yeah. weirdos out there. But, um, but yeah, the the first step, and I I say this with so many things, the hardest thing to do is to just start. You just have to make that first step. You have to be outgoing enough to try to find someone. I think, yes. and I think not by definition necessarily, but a lot of people in you know a lot of people get into video games and things like that in the first place because we're a little, for the most part, introverted. Yeah. It's it's hard to just walk up to someone and say like hey how you doing but you know what you, no one's we're all adults the, this is the whole point of the podcast right gaming is an right. adult we're all adults no one's gonna be a, a, a jerk it's it's not middle school where they're gonna yeah. throw their milk on you and laugh
0: well they they, they might but you know what well yeah. that's that's okay you know what I mean there's still definitely I mean even I I it's funny because I, I I am in a line of work where I get to meet a lot of people and just just uh, two weeks ago. I met, uh, I, I sat down with somebody who had a literal Atari museum in their office. <laughs> he had every single Atari system ever made, um, including like the rarest of, and he could talk about all of them. We started getting into a good conversation. And lo and behold, we got I got into a conversation about the site. I got into a conversation about the marathon. And, and you know, he's like, man, this is a great idea. I had no idea these kinds of things were going on. This is a great way to connect with people. Yeah. So you never know right uh but at the same time you know other people that i work with other people that i hang out with you know they they hear what what i do with the site or whatever and they just kind of go oh yeah okay great you know what i mean like it's 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 kind of like yeah that's the kind of geeky thing that, that that he goes and does we don't need to worry about that but you know what everybody's got their thing
1: you know everyone's got their thing. yeah you just have to ask basically yeah i see that's that's the first step always so
0: now, how do you think? How do you think <laughs> you you have specifically changed in terms of how you balance gaming for now, between
1: now and I guess five years ago? Um, well, I feel I have less time now uh, because I have a lot more responsibilities at my work. Uh, yes, and I travel a lot more, mainly mainly related to the site, uh, honestly. Yes, but okay. um, I've I've found conventions to be. I, I, 5 years ago I don't think I'd ever really been to a gaming convention. Uh, yeah. you know, since then I've been to like everything I popped off before about, you know, Magfest and PAX East and Gen Con and stuff and it's I found it to be really a really great source of just, you know, you know, a vacation where you can block out a few days and you just ha- can play a game with Anyone. I was wandering around Gen Con, especially. If you are into uh, tabletop games or board games and all, you got to go to Gen Con. We, you got to go next year um, yes. or whenever I go again. Yes. um I, w- I was walking through the uh, Indianapolis Convention Center. Uh, it was like midnight. I was just walking through on my way to the hotel, and there's just a group of people in the hallway, like a group of 30 people playing Are You a Werewolf? And they're were like, Hey, anyone want to join? I'm like, Sure, I'll do that. Why not? You know, it's just pickup games everywhere. It's great. Um, But yeah, conventions are a goldmine for for getting your uh, gaming uh, itch scratched.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I think that's the best because you already plan around a convention. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not like you're you're spontaneously coming down and being like, hey, I'm going to go play for a couple hours.
1: And, you You know, it's like you definitely have the time you know cuz yeah, you're already it, there for a few days and you have it's vacation time right
0: right and that's that's the way i look at it when we go to conventions and we play games it's like this is great let's just let's just play right i mean yeah. what 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 else are we going to do that's it, why we're here
1: it's midnight it's 1 in the morning i don't care i don't have anywhere to be tomorrow except for here again right. so
0: that's right and you know there are all kinds of other ways to connect with that kind of stuff you know one one place where you find a lot of people that uh, that are into kind of you know these kinds of alternative things is actually renaissance fairs mm-hmm Like really, I went to one last year up here, and it was you know was, it's funny there are so many things that are similar to Renaissance fairs wherever you go, and I I just went man this is just like this is just like being back down in North Carolina it's great, (laughs) um so you know you you find people there that are like selling games and you know uh, folks that enjoy that kind of stuff too so it's really funny as you get older to see those kinds of things happen and I'll, I'll say this too. One of the things that I thought was really intriguing about Microsoft buying Mojang is talking about some of the educational, um, I guess, benefits of Minecraft. And, you know, uh, as an adult, I will say this. When I, when I play games now, even more than, than five years ago when, you know, it's well known that you and I are both video game critics. We like to be able to kind of criticize what's going on with video games, try to figure out what's going on. But now I am much more critical of games. You know, if I I see something out there, I'll go, man, that has absolutely no value to it whatsoever. Or, gee, that's so stupid. You just run around and blow stuff up. That's not fun at all, right? I think when you're younger, you're more willing to kind of jump into whatever and just play it and be like, ha, ha, this is really cool. When you get older, you have to be more discerning. You have to be more critical. You have to be more choosy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: about what you play. So what I would say is that you know I now see games in a different way today, because I have to be more focused. Like, am I going to buy Destiny? Probably not. A lot of the reviews have been pretty pretty lukewarm on it. You
1: do have to be more choosy in the game. You don't have the t- the time to waste on crap. <laughs> that's that you right. You might have when you were a kid. Uh, that's right. right. Yeah. So you
0: you're more more critical, more choosy. But I also look at something like Mojang and, and Minecraft, and I say, man. What are they going to do with this game to kind of provide or to foster some more of the educational benefits of this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, not that they need to turn it into the encyclopedia, but, but you know, wouldn't it be neat to see how people could foster the educational benefits of certain games to make them uh, more beneficial to society? That's the kind of stuff. Those are the kind of questions you ask when you get older, says Cooper. That's right. So, um, so yeah. So, yeah. Maybe we got somewhere. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we treated it well. Maybe we didn't do it at all. But yeah, we threw uh, some
1: out some ideas out there. Maybe they'll stick. So
0: yeah, I got to get on some of those by the way because I just moved to a new place and you do. I got to meet some people to play up here because I'm, I'm having withdrawal. Um, and until the uh, until the little girl learns how to play Dungeons and Dragons, which should be at least five years, um, I'm probably going to be alone in that regard. Okay, gaming as an adult. Take that. Five years. Who knew? Now we get to the question and answer portion of the program, which, as we have teased the entire time, is uh, really the, the part of the program where you guys can suggest questions, and if we like them, we will answer them on the air. Many people have already sent questions. If you'd like to send a question about tonight's topic or anything else under the sun, we promised, anything else under the sun, all you have to do is tweet me, at
1: Tweet me. it's
0: the Commodore which I'm sending out to people now okay so if you have a question send it to at it's the Commodore and I will answer them live on the air let's get to questions unless you have objection uh, nope I'm good alright good good because if you did I wasn't gonna care
1: <laughs> All
0: right, war 100 asks what games do you remember liking as a kid but find out that it's not great now that you're older. Ooh, that's a great question.
1: That is a good, very good question.
0: So, I'm, I'm <sighs> a, can I answer for you? Back to the Future. No, it's still good. Okay. <laughs> we, we we had a we had a we had a little bit of a scuff with Pat two shows ago because he doesn't like that game.
1: Well, a lot of people don't like that game. I can understand why, but you got you got to look at it the right way. Yeah. Um, uh, I played
0: a game on, on NES I thought was great when I was a kid called Karnov. Yeah? Nah, not very good.
1: Um, man, I'm trying to think. I know there are a lot of games that are just not very good. that I. Well, it's tough for us, too, lot.
0: because we grew up in the genesis of the 3D game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's a lot of games that today would be terrible just because they're unplayable.
1: Um. Yes. Yes. Well, you always say that Goldeneye is unplayable. I don't know how true that is, but like
0: play, unplayable on the sixty-four. Like you could play right, Goldeneye on right. a new system, and it's great. Um,
1: you know, th- w- what are what
0: are some of those three D games that were very new? Um, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of some Bumsie of them, 3D? like like Soul Reaver, <laughs> Legacy of Cain, right? Yes, that that series was awesome. But if I went to go play it now, I don't even know. That I would be able to to discern how to like move in that space. It doesn't look real at all. It looks terrible. Tomb Raider, another perfect example.
1: I didn't see, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't really like it then, but I could totally see not being able to get into it now. Yeah. Um <laughs> Remember Jedi Power Battles on the PS1?
0: Jedi Power Jedi Power Battles was a great game. I played that again, again in RB. Do you think it really is still a great game yeah. though? Yeah, it's like it's it's it is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. Yeah. Of Star Wars.
1: You know, I hate to say it, but that that might be kind of one of them is like Tangent Ninja Turtles the arcade game. Really? Yeah. Uh because I've had the chance to play it since then and it's very I mean it's a beat 'em up. That's yeah. that's kind of all it is. And that's I liked it maybe a lot more when I was a kid, because it's like, oh my god, turtles and the graphics are amazing yeah. and music and blah 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 blah. And I still have, you know, have fun with it, but I can't I can't get as invested as I used to in it. So Yeah. 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 I uh,
0: I hate to say you know that know but... Here, here's what I'll say, is uh, Mortal Kombat. You mm-hmm. know, for the, for a lot of the same reasons. I know. Very, very fun to play when I was a kid. Now you kind of play it and you go, eh. It, 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 you know, it's because it's, it's like tame or whatever now, but the new, the new Mortal Kombat is really, really fun, but I'm talking about the, playing the old Mortal Kombats today. Not great. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: Um... Jeez, there's there's a ton though. There's so many games that wouldn't be fun anymore. All right, uh, let's see here. How about Urza's Rage asks, if you safely physically inspect, if you, if you safely physically inspect any real object that ever existed in the past, what would it be and why? I guess meant if if you could, if you could safely physically inspect any real object that ever existed in the past, what would it be <laughs> and why? This that's a great question.
1: That's a that's an odd question. Okay. Um... Um,
0: I feel like we're on. Do you remember that old show on History Channel that was like, like weird objects from the past?
1: I think, and it was narrated up. by the no 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 narrated by Mike Rowe. Well, you definitely made that up. That's dirty job. Look it up. No, look it up. Weird objects from the past with Mike Rowe.
0: Yeah, it was like Mike Rowe had this show on the History Channel where he'd be like. Hey, uh, oh, look, well, now we're going to take you to a segment where we talk about Houdini's handcuffs. And they tell, like, you know, the, the story w- of Houdini's handcuffs, and it's the guy from the History Channel that narrates all their other documentaries. The Mike Rowe Show? Why don't you believe me?
1: I don't believe you at all. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. um, Man,
0: that's hard. Me being geeky, I, I'd like to... I would like to... I would like to uh, kind of uh, be able to have free rein to walk around the um, components of the Saturn V rocket.
1: Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm thinking of some interesting things, but a lot of these are kind of in like in museums. Like you can go yep. to the National Archives and see a copy of the Declaration of Independence and the uh, yes. and, and and things like that. And yes that's the obviously the first stuff that comes to my mind uh like really interesting historical stuff uh yes. if, if you can never go to the smithsonian uh air and space museum the one the the um the annex out by dulles airport there are some mm-hmm. really amazing stuff there like mm-hmm. a space shuttle and uh yeah, it's great a, a u2 plane uh, or yeah. not u2 a um blackbird you know right
0: sr-71 uh,
1: yeah oh man that's hard why are you gonna make it hard um, yes yeah technology
0: stuff is there too you know i'd love to like get my hands on on a on an older computer that was like that had loaded like uh <clears throat> cave, you know colossal cave adventure
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, i'd love to see a giant mainframe running colossal cave adventure that would be something pretty cool
1: yes i'm gonna have to pass because i can't think of one thing
0: yeah, I mean, like, going way, way back, you know, you could, like, see ancient stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm trying pretty... to make
1: it good, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know. I'd like to kind the of The Ark see... of the Covenant's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'd kind of like to see how just, like, normal life was 6,000 years ago.
0: Yeah, that would be better. I'd, I'd rather, like, instead of an object, yeah, I'd like to kind of see light. Yeah. yeah. Good question, though. I love that question.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Um, Psychopather asks, how have the lives of yourself and Rue changed since the first time you did this topic? Geez, we covered a lot of that stuff. but uh, Well, you
1: have a baby. Yeah,
0: so let's see. Uh, I took a, a new job since five years ago. Mm-hmm. I have had four different positions within that career path now. That moved me to a completely different part of the world. I moved again. I bought a house. I had a baby. What else did I miss? So that, there you go. That's good. I think now your you, turn.
1: I think you win on the changes thing. Yeah, I know. Because I'm still Not in the love. same house. <laughs> yeah, that's even. true. Uh, it's true. I do have a new Five job with a, with a lot of different responsibilities. So, uh,
0: yeah. Lots of, lots of things have changed. Um, let's see. Matt asks, as Minecraft, uh, as Minecraft has become this massive educational tool, Mm -hmm. This this is going in a great place. Do you think there are other games that can be used in a similar way?
1: Yes, next question.
0: Oh great. Good (laughs) Are are, are you did you have one of those teachers where you'd be like hey, can I use the the bathroom and she'd be like, I don't know Can you
1: yes, actually? See I think I think I had I had a couple like that Yeah,
0: I think I think I know them.
1: I was extraordinarily confused by that. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know like uh, yeah sure I can I'll go right now. Um <laughs> on the floor. How are you like that? I don't I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there obviously pro there probably are, but will they be used to that kind of great effect? No. And the reason why is because I really actually believe that Minecraft is the rarest of the rare kind of game that brings in generationally so many people that you know it can actually bridge the gap well. I saw an article that was recently written about parents starting servers so their their kids could safely build a world together as a family, which is like a bonding element. Mm-hmm. Schools using Minecraft on their own servers to be able to allow students to take on an architectural project. There are so many different ways that you can use Minecraft as a teaching tool. It's it's very difficult to do that with with most games. They don't have that kind of a component. So I'll say I'd say effectively no but of course there are going to be other games that are educational
1: yes uh there are the educational ga- i mean there's obvious ones from the past like oregon trail and uh math blasters We're in the world Whatever. of scar san diego yes uh and even less obvious ones like sim city which had educational versions uh and i learned a lot about city <laughs> planning from SimCity, but nothing yes. quite like minecraft in the in the fact that it's a it's a it's essentially like the ultimate sandbox game so yeah right i'll agree with what you said there
0: i like it all right so sonic rose asks, what do you think of that immediate intermediate part of gaming where a mix of sprites slash polygons etc were merged in the 32-bit era always a contemplative question from sonic rose
1: what do i think about it yeah, what do you think about it? It's mostly but, not not your favorite era, no, for sure. Uh, it was there, that was the era of many growing pains. Yes, um,
0: growing pains from a technology standpoint. Yeah, growing pains from an industry standpoint.
1: Yeah, I mean, as great as some of those, even looking a little bit past that's just the early true 3d games like um yes or on the console at least like uh super mario 64 and, and ocarina of time you're like those are still great games but yes they're definitely rough around the edges uh there's there's yeah. lots of ways to break them um
0: first 3d game i ever played i think was quake and
1: oh yeah
0: quake is still incredibly fun very difficult to play because it's very rough around the edges and I hear there's going to be some remaking, or at least they're going to make that part of Quake Live now. So I have a Quake Live account, but you can only play Quake 3. I hear they're going to rebuild the old Quakes in Quake Live, which is pretty cool.
1: I just want to point out the randomness of this comment. I have in the in the chat, I have a server for my family. Finding cats with my daughter made me hate Minecraft.
0: Wow. All right. All right, then. Yeah. And <laughs> we're moving like a, on.
1: That sounds like a story. Anyway.
0: Yeah so not my favorite era either but i certainly i think i had a lot more affinity for it than you did oh i just thought of a game that i had so much fun with when i was younger bushido blade Mm -hmm. unplayable now
1: (laughs) yeah during that time period i was more entrenched in 2d gaming and and just enjoying the crap out of that so
0: like symphony of the night um pond life asks what game do you find the most nostalgic for you like if you're feeling blue or just want to remember the past and be happy tough mm. a, lot of, a lot of great games I recently found a picture this week I was digging through baby pictures because I wanted to I wanted to prove how much my little child God bless her looks just like me <laughs> but I found a picture of me unwrapping my mad dog McCree box oh, for Christmas God. yeah so, I see I still recite that
1: I am um <laughs> here you're looking for the mad dog you're looking for the mud dog uh, yeah, see, I'm tempted to say something like Super Mario Brothers, but the thing is I've played that too many times to make it n- make me nostalgic for a particular period of my life. Yeah. You know. Uh things like Mad Dog McCree that I would play not often, but a bit at one period, and then just really haven't since then. Yeah. Uh and if you pick up a light gun and you play that now, it's that's that's definitely more of a that definitely brings you back more. Things like Seventh Guest. Uh, are, are the same way
0: I find that, that it's it's much like a movie a lot of times it's not necessarily the actual act of, of enjoying it but the things that remind you of the experience and the time that actually make it good and nostalgic so for me that, the other day I was just walking around and, and randomly um, um, I don't remember exactly what it was it might have been Realms theme from Final Fantasy VI popped into my head mm-hmm. and I sang it note for note as if I had just you know played the game yesterday I don't need to go back and play the game or or pick up Realm into the party and whatever, but that brings back a lot of great memories of nostalgia for Final Fantasy VI, and it puts you into a happy place when when gaming was a little bit simpler. Um, Civilization, interestingly enough, on the Super Nintendo does the same thing for me.
1: That's true, yeah, because I really haven't played that since the two, three, and four, five have come out. So
0: yeah, exactly. Okay. King Wizard asks, "What do you think about the new 3DS coming out? Is it a cash grab?" Yes. Yes, also says, "Congrats." <laughs> oh.
1: You, are are you are you
0: admitting that's actually a cash grab? Of course it is.
1: I, I find it very frustrating. I, I I don't know. It. How long has the 3DS been out now? Maybe three years. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but. No, um, uh, yeah, about that. You know, to come out with one where that's basically saying, "Hey, here's a, a, a slightly rejiggered one, a slightly rejiggered version that some games will only work on this." It reminds me of the DSi, which I completely skipped yeah. over. I'm like, nah, yeah. I don't need that mess, um, and I'm not gonna get this one either. You know, I, I'm fine with the 3DS XL until the next true iteration of the portable hardware comes out. How many people could actually be
0: buying this at this point? Are there are there really Nintendo fanboys that just buy everything? Yes. I mean, it, that that's why they're like Ami- Apple fanboys.
1: Nah. That's why Amiibos will sell really well. I'm calling it. Mm. Amiibos. The little- oh, yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yep. Lost me for a second there. Um, mm. hmm. This is not a question, but I have to read it. Uh, so we got, a, we got an awesome, awesome suggestion on the name for the little girl from One who says, for the nickname for your daughter, since you're the Commodore, how about the Amiga? No, that's a great idea. She can be the Amiga. I
1: still like Yeltsin. No, terrible idea. <laughs>
0: uh, Amiga is automatically in the running. If you have any other ideas as to what her nickname should be, please let me know. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Josh hey, asks... It's
1: female friend in Spanish.
0: What? It's also a Commodore. Well. Um, I had a girl that left because of my games. Should I feel ashamed for that? No, don't feel ashamed for your games. Listen, if you, you, here's the thing, folks, people are gonna have to accept you for who you. You know, we should totally do a a dating show, a relationship show, just you and me. We should cancel this one in. But right. folks, be who you are, because you know, at the end of the day, if somebody does can't accept the the fact that you like those kinds of things, and that's what you do. Now, listen, if you do them to an unhealthy degree, then they had every right to leave you, right? But if you don't do them, t- if you do them to a healthy degree as the way that people have any kind of hobby in their lives, people are going to accept that, man.
1: Yep. And if she leaves, that's fine because you still got your games and you just get a cat and that's all you need.
0: More time to play for yourself. That's yeah. how I look at it. Um, <laughs> no, Cooper. Oh. <laughs> all right. RPG Tour Guide asks, "What are some of the retro games you feel gamer parents should pass on to their kids?"
1: Yeah, this is mm. a good. One. You know what? This brings up an interesting question. Uh, so, during the uh, retroware panel we had at Magfest 8.5 this past weekend, uh, yes. there was a gentleman who is a professor at University of Maryland who yes. was in the audience. And afterward, we were talking. He asked some interesting questions, I and mean, after we were talking for a bit, and he said he wanted our suggestions for three games on for the NES that basically mm-hmm. encapsulate the experience of that yeah. system okay um but you know Super Mario Brothers
0: 3
1: okay I'll let you go first before I tell you what what I said
0: I say Super Mario Brothers 3 I would say man that's that is a great question how about um Legend of Zelda
1: hmm
0: and I would say man, this is tough dragon warrior
1: very interesting, okay, so <clears throat> well, first off a little bit of background so this is this is like a philosophy class, like a philosophy of video games, which the yes. way he the way he was telling me about it uh it actually reminded me of that um history of rock music rock and roll yes. that class that you somehow got into as a freshman in college. Yes. Um that basically just like everyone wants to take. And uh right. even if they have no idea what the hell's going on, it just sounds good. Right. But um so I said, you know, Super Mario 3 because it's it's yep. kind of the pinnacle of platforming on that system. We agree there. Legend of Zelda because it we is agree there too. It is, <laughs> is by far the best adventure game on the system. It shows how you know open world kind of stuff. Yep. And then I said Dragon Warrior 3
0: oh my god that I, is crazy I, I said dragon
1: warrior 3 because that
0: yeah that's a good pick because you I know, didn't,
1: the same reason i didn't pick super mario brothers i picked super mario brothers 3 you know dragon warrior obviously is a classic but more than that and more than final fantasy i think dragon warrior 3 shows how in-depth rpgs can be on the system yeah uh, i agree with that so
0: that, that is crazy. So folks, we did not rehearse that. <laughs> the entire library of NES games. Yep. And we came up with basically the same three. Um, either that means we're doing something right or we're doing something terribly wrong. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to throw that the
1: answer to that question.
0: Yeah, and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, what 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 games sh- what retro games do we do we think should pass on to our children? You know, I I think there are a lot of great games for for a lot of there's a there's a hilarious video Right now, it's trending on YouTube. It's been out there for a while. Where Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones plays response to an NES.
1: As the kids react to the NES or something like that. Uh huh. I hate it. And I hate you it. know, it, yeah, I hate it's that terrible. series.
0: Yeah, don't don't watch it. Uh, the, the last one I watched was with the Commodore sixty four, and it made me want to throw things. Um, you know, not a great series. But what it what it did show is I think there is value in allowing kids to kind of see experiences of what things were like when we grew up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need I context intended.
1: and they do it specifically for comedic effect. So they do it for comedic effect. Right.
0: Yeah. It's not necessarily about, you know, Hey, look, you know, here's what happened and here's why, here's why this came out and here's what people did with it and blah, blah, blah. Um, whatever. It's fine. Let's see. I, w- I would
1: throw in as an answer to that question as well, that, uh, I think it's important for kids. If you're trying to get them into, you know, appreciate video games and stuff like that, you know, showing them the consoles is great. But if you can take them to a uh, an arcade, a classic arcade, yeah. or some place with classic arcade games like yes. Magfest or or whatever, or take yes. them up to the classic arcade or, or uh, American Classic Arcade Museum up in there in uh, Weirs Beach, New Hampshire because you can get experiences there that you can't get at home and it's important to show like this is what video games were really this
0: um, was American video games
1: for a while you know and have them play asteroids and have them play space invaders or even freaking dragon's lair uh, you know and and just kind of understand what that experience was all about you know anyway yes I I agree I agree on all fronts Uh, Retro
0: Rangers asks I came across the terrifying prank of swatting what are your thoughts on this trend, and what can be done against it?
1: I don't know what that is, but I could guess. Is it where you wrap someone and you swat them in the face? Yes. No, it's not. <laughs>
0: so, uh, swatting is what happens to unfortunate souls like you or me that have live shows. Okay. And um, a child just got convicted on this. That's that's how I, I read about it in the news. Adrian Peterson. But, but no. But oh. basically, uh, trolls on the internet will wait for a live show to start and then they will call the police a bomb threat at the police so that the swat team actually comes and breaks down their door in the middle of the show
1: i did hear about that yeah um well first off that shows uh some of the problems we have with the militarization of police in this country and uh reactions you know the whatever not going to get into that but that's an issue um
0: but, you know, like, I mean, you know, if a right now, guys, I, I have headphones in, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only listening to you, I'm, I'm watching the camera, you know, I mean, freaking, you know, a, a velociraptor from Jurassic Park could jump through the, 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 the back door there, and I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So, and you guys would see it eat my head and, and laugh, but, um, you know, but, but this just goes to show, right? We're seeing a maturation of media. And with a maturation of media, there's always a group of folks that, you know, find the seams, find the break in the seams and jump all over them. This was like a 15-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. And now he's been convicted of a major crime and he'll probably do time and all this other kind of stuff because it's a terrible thing.
1: Yeah, and kids can be really dumb.
0: And kids can be really dumb. But this is my point. You and I did a lot of stuff like downloading music, things like that. We weren't thinking about the legality of that. It was just something that you could do. Mm Mm-hmm. These kinds of media are maturing. We have to find those kinds of uh, things. There are always going to be people that exploit the weaknesses of those kinds of things as well.
1: Yeah. And they're dumb. And it's insanity, basically. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do a little rapid fire. You ready? Right. Yep. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Um, <laughs> this is, I knew this wasn't going to be an hour show. No. Uh, let's see. Capitank <laughs>
0: asks, what level should I consider attempting to defeat? The Dragon Lord in the original Dragon Warrior. Wow,
1: Ooh, geez, nice. If I recall correctly, I think the original Dragon Warrior guide said you should attempt Castle Charlock. Is that what it's called? At level seventeen. So I'll go with that.
0: Man, that is that is double the knowledge there with the with the Nintendo with the strategy guide talking to. You. That's pretty cool. Uh, Retro Amigo asks: Any emulators on the iPhone, or do they dwell solely in the domain of Android? wife is considering iPhone plus
1: I don't know I know it's a lot harder at least (laughs) you'd probably have to jailbreak it and do all this other crap you know
0: I'm sure there are jailbroken apps for it I've never seen one I in fact I know there are because one of my buddies has one so there definitely are for jailbroken absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, you can play Um, and, and it's actually a lot easier to link controllers to an iPhone for some reason I'm not sure exactly why
1: yeah, it's winter. Huh. Anyway,
0: um, let's see. One asks, "Will the Commodore appear in future? In the future, in the video game years, probably not. Mostly because of time,
1: and also not because, because I don't it, want to. You're far away.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Actually, we talked about this a little while ago. We would actually like to do kind of one of those tag team things where you and I can sit mm-hmm. and we both react to things like that. But yeah, like, Leah, like
1: Pat and Ian, except yeah, that really that thought only really came about after you left.
0: So, So, game over. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Razalon asks Would you say Mother Earthbound is still a cult hit, or has it finally managed to reach semi notoriety?
1: Oh, it's definitely semi notoriable. It's like, it's the biggest cult hit, I think, in the video game world. Right. Uh, The fact that it's top 10 in the uh, uh, virtual console uh, downloads of all time shows you something. You know, it's up there with things like Super Mario 3 and, I don't know, Super Mario World. So, yes, yeah, it's definitely more well-known.
0: Still definitely more well-known. Even as somebody that doesn't really like it all that much, I think it's definitely more well-known. People come dressed to it at conventions now. I mean, it's everywhere. Everyone knows Earthbound and everyone knows the Titanic community around it. So I, I, you know, I think it's more than just a cult hit. Me123D asks... Square Enix just replaces director, Tetsuya Nomura, from Final Fantasy XV with another person.
1: I did just see that. Mid-production. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Um, I don't have a lot of hope for <laughs> Final Fantasy as a series anymore, so I'm kind of just like, well, whatever, but, um, yeah, 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 I, I don't have a lot to say on that one, actually. It's just, Final, the, Final Fantasy as a series is kind of a mess, um, i i found as i've gotten older gravitating more toward dragon quest as a series just because it's it doesn't try to reinvent reinvent the wheel every single game and it's it's like a comfort food um and i enjoy it a lot so
0: no that's good that's good i like that all right two more whiz war 100 are there any games you wished you picked up back then as a kid Mm. But couldn't, due to overpriced, or it's just not possible? Or are there any games you wish you picked up back then as a kid, Mm -hmm. but can't, due to overpriced, or just not possible? Yeah. I would say so. A a lot of games that aren't possible to really play anymore. Thank you, good old games.
1: Yes. Uh, For bringing some
0: of those back.
1: Well, first off, I'm going to amend what I said before, because I'm looking up the original uh, Dragon Warrior strategy guide, and uh, I think 19, level 19, is where you should go into Charlock Castle. I had the wrong prime number for the level.
0: There um, you go.
1: But anyway, uh, you know what? There were a few games, speaking of Dragon Warrior, that when I was a kid I really wanted and could not find, because mm. I lived in Vermont, which is not a mecca for gaming. Um, no. Dragon Qu- or, sorry, Dragon Warrior 2, I could never find it. Breath of I had one, three, and four. Couldn't find two. Uh, Not even used. And uh, drag um, Breath of Fire two. I really enjoyed the first Breath of Fire. Could not find two. I even had the strategy guide in anticipation of finding it, and I never found it until I just couldn't
0: get your hands on it.
1: I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, It was ridiculous. You know, that's Uh, crazy. And um, luckily, I finally have it. But uh, I I was uh, luckily. But shut up.
0: No, it's okay. (laughs) But I was luckily in the, uh, in the household of someone that didn't allow video game systems, so there weren't any that I couldn't get back then. Um, oh, and most, most of the time when I did have a video game system, by the time you know high school came around or whatever, I just kind of bought games that were older. So they were pretty easy to find at that point um, and not overpriced. Yes. All right, last question. Dan asks, if you weren't doing Clan of the Gray Wolf, what would you be doing right now? sleeping probably I don't know I'd be either be sleeping or I would be tending to an angry newborn child
1: <laughs> <laughs> why so angry
0: well because she's hungry and she just wants everyone in the world to know that well why don't you feed her well because I I have nipples Fokker. could you milk me <laughs> um, I lack the necessary uh, equipment oh I see what you're saying um, yeah, so, you know, um, I, I have to kind of just you know Honestly, I have to play referee and just knock her back into play.
1: Honestly, if I wasn't doing uh, Clan of the Gray Wolf, I'd have more time for playing video games. That's true. I, I
0: will concur with that. Which is ironic. And more recently, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with that, so that's probably not true. But eventually it will be. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Clan of the Gray Wolf has been successful beyond any thoughts that you and I ever had about it. And as a result, uh, I, I don't really know what I'd be doing other than that. I just know that uh, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that scenario because I like what we're doing here. It's yeah, good. It's fun. And all you people are here as a result.
1: You're all fun people too.
0: All right. Except we went way over time. As and usual. it wasn't that's right. Uh, and Amiga is starving, uh, which is, is absolutely true. So maybe Amiga is gonna be the name. If you think of another name for the a nickname for the small Commodore, uh just uh, send me a tweet at it's the commodore. Rue, where can the peoples find you?
1: Kalishnikov? No. Uh, you can find me at uh, Rue underscore c-o-t-g-w also on the twitter yes
0: and the peoples can find us on the first and third wednesday generally of every month
1: yes which means we will be back on october 1st with a new episode about something
0: i i kind of like that idea of doing the whole dating thing maybe we should just do you know maybe you and i can like put on smoking jackets and
1: dating advice column
0: yeah, we'll do we'll do a we'll do a whole column on uh, a whole column. Do a whole do a whole uh, show. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll write a column about. It'll be dear Abby, dear Commodore, dear
1: Commie. I don't
0: know. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll <laughs> how, we'll, we'll figure something.
1: Out. Dear Commie, how do I get wondrous state to provide me with extra potato this week?
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either.
1: Um. Yeah. So we'll be there, and such is life in Latvia.
0: Yes such as life in Latvia so uh, thank you all for watching hope this was a uh, good experience of revisiting like I said we won't be revisiting many topics anymore we just wanted to do this one because it was a very special time yes in my life obviously so thank you all for the congratulations I assure you the Amiga is uh, a tremendous blessing on all of us so we'll see what happens with that uh, moving forward anyway great to have you with us thank you all for watching I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Grey Wolf and for Rue There is no reset button.
1: with another.
0: Well you can try. This is this is not a good idea. We should not do this for the show. No. <laughs> let's not, forget it. Forget the whole idea.